0: And welcome to another Story X Story Story Club live stream. That's a lot of stories because we are here to talk stories. Um, This is the live edition of the Story X Story podcast, the show where we give you information and discuss stories across pop culture, uh, as well as give you advice on creating your own stories. Like I said, this is a special live stream edition. Welcome to everyone watching live, watching later. Or listening later. Uh, I am your co-host, Nigel.
1: I am Tazi, content creator and co-host.
0: And I got the mute button right, so I think everyone can actually hear that intro. And we don't need to do it again.
1: Wow, this is the <laughs> first time in a long time. <laughs>
0: yeah. well so I just I thought I'd uh, mark that occasion. Uh, for people that are new here, you'll soon find out why that is so special. All right. So the Story Club is a special edition of the Story X Story podcast. And it's pretty much where Tazzy uh, and I invite a guest on for a deep dive into either a comic, a manga, or a video game story. So over the next hour or so, we'll be breaking down areas such as narrative, world building, visuals, characters, and themes. Because we always like to talk about uh, what things mean in stories. So if you don't already know, you can subscribe to Story X Story on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcast from. We'll be dropping links in the live chat. Uh, I'm going to be doing some multitasking uh, today. So um, your mileage may vary on what information you get, but eventually at some point, you'll get all the information on where to find us. Uh, You can also get in touch, feedback at myamada.com. If you like email or throw your thoughts and comments at us on social media. Uh, we're at Mayamada on Twitter, at TV on Instagram and TikTok, or at Tazzy on all the above. And we have a Discord, so you can jump in the Studio 77 Discord to be part of the Mayamada universe, meet others in the community. You can also consider becoming a Studio 77 member to support the work we do at Mayamada across comics, across video games, uh, and get exclusive access to events and artwork as well.
1: Yeah, uh thank you everyone for joining us in chat. I can see we've got death metal M- death metal milkman. Um beam me up. Uh brookie9001. Uh, Welcome or thank you for joining us today uh, for this wonderful chat. Um, so each month we like to ask everyone a question in form of a monthly poll and we were asking... Well, we're still kind of are, because we've not done our report yet. But we're (laughs) asking, which Nintendo franchise would you most like to see made into a film? The poll, is it still live?
0: I don't think it's live, but it will be good to hear everyone's uh, opinions anyway.
1: Um, So the poll's actually closed, uh, but we will have a new poll in this month's Gamepad report, but we'd love to hear and chat now uh while we got you here live, what you're thinking? Mine was I had a lot
0: actually. Yeah, you I had did a whole have a, pitch. I I had a whole to, pitch. Yeah, you had a whole pitch for Animal
1: Crossing. <laughs> 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 I had a whole pitch. Uh yeah, I was like, you know, obviously Legend of Zelda would be great. Uh I, I came up with a few Animal Crossing series What's the multi for Se-
0: I think series is, is the is the, of Oh yeah. Of huh. Do we have any grammar grammar people? Let us know.
1: <laughs> but yeah, then we've also got games night coming up in November. That'll be November, probably Tuesday the 29th, to be confirmed, with our Studio 77 members from 7 p.m., where we're going to be playing some Knockout City. And then, coming very, very soon, in just a couple of weeks, we have our gamepad online live from the Samsung KX building we're producing the live the live stream in studio at samson kx and you can join us you can be part of the studio audience for the gamepad online and you can cheer on the teams in person for our gamepad esports league as they play across overcooked mario strikers knockout city so you'll also get a chance to put your questions to our games industry Guests live at tickets are available now at gamepad.events, but if you don't manage to get tickets you can always catch the live stream and uh, still watch it live, but definitely grab some tickets for some in-person fun. So you can follow us here on Twitch or you can subscribe to the podcast and we are in to the second half of season four. Today we have uh twitch streamer billy tricks joining us welcome and thank you for joining us today
2: thank you for having me i always i really enjoyed my last time coming on here so i was excited to get another invite so glad to be yeah. back <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's it you're stuck now we'll never we'll never let you go
0: yeah
1: <laughs> you're trapped forever
0: <laughs> we're going to be talking about stray which I'm surprised how much I like this game, and we're going to get into that uh, in a second. So, it's a relatively new one. Um, I'll do a brief intro into the story. Just a heads up for people uh, watching, listening later. Uh, We're going to be getting into spoilers. So, from this point on, you know, this is the, uh, you know, proceed at your own risk. Uh, There's a question in the chat Is there a trailer playing somewhere? You are correct, there is. See, I told you it was too straightforward when I was setting this this up. I knew I missed something. So hopefully now that audio should be silenced and will come on only when needed. So let us know if not. Spoiler alert, we have, yeah, getting into all the details of the story. So from this point on, if you don't want anything spoiled, this is your, you know, your moment to get out. But hopefully you stick around uh, and listen to us discuss. Uh, So Stray is a game that came out on the PS4, PS5 earlier this year. And you play a cat. I feel that's really the, the only description you need, but let's go into a bit more detail. Uh, so while a group of four stray cats trek through the ruins of an abandoned facility, one becomes separated from the others after falling into a chasm leading to an unpopulated underground city. The cat meets an artificial intelligence and it, who is in the body of a small drone and who promises to help the cat return to the surface And as they travel farther, the pair discover that while the city is completely devoid of human life, their robotic servants remain and have built their own society among the ruins of the city. The ruins are infested with Zerks, mutant bacteria that have evolved to devour both organic life and robots. Throughout the game, you must evade the Zerks and Sentinels while doing all you can to return to the surface. Uh, So, as I mentioned, this is a game that is available on the PS4 and PS5. It was published by Annapurna Games, also always really interesting um, sort of out there, different kind of games, and it developed by Blue 12 Studio. So we'll be looking at different aspects of the game, jumping in. Uh, feel free in chat if you've uh, played the game, uh, give your thoughts as well. Uh, I figured we would start with the visuals. This is a game where you play as a cat, which is just great and it's a kind of like cyberpunk cyberpunk dystopian open world and there's a lot of atmosphere going on so let's just start with actually the <laughs> uh the main protagonist in the story the cat like for uh Billy tazzy how do you feel about playing as a cat let's just start there
2: oh man when I saw I got to play a cat I was so excited for this game I was like it looks really good but I'm really like fussy with how animals move in games because a lot of games get it really wrong and you end up with these like i don't know horses that end up moving really weirdly like i don't think a horse does that i've seen them in real life um but i feel like just they just really nailed it they just absolutely nailed it i just i've i've just never seen something like you if you told me that that wasn't a game i would probably believe you if it wasn't for the cyberpunk backgrounds like if you put that cat like in a real world Kind of now situation, I'd be like, yeah, that's a real cat. Like it just moves so perfectly. Uh, I just, I'm just so excited to be able to do all the running about in the city and everything. Like, and just, yeah, it was just amazing.
0: I've said this on the podcast before as I was making my way through this game. You just, it feels like a cat. Uh, I've never been a cat, so uh, I can't <laughs> claim to be an expert. But as you move around, just the animation and the visuals of just movement, jumping, clawing, all the things that you can do. And like you say, uh, Billy, it feels like they've, I don't know, because sometimes you get like character models where it just feels like they swapped out skins to just make it look like the thing, whereas it's like like they've gone the extra mile and made you feel like a cat. Tazzy, what do you think?
1: Oh, it was so much fun. I don't know if you remember, Nigel, but uh, when we had our event, the, what was it, last week, one of the questions, we were talking about QA and uh, one of the answers was like, that you can spend ages just correcting, just adjusting a jump.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I remember.
1: And as I was like playing this, I was just thinking about the QA for this game and how much time must have gone into perfecting the jump because it feels delicate, like,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> and the movement just feels like a cat. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to explain (laughs) it because it just it just does like it's just the perfect amount of jump and they nailed the physics yeah and I mean there's a lot of other things about the movement and the camera movement and everything and to sort of make it you feel like you're playing it as a cat but I think the biggest like most notable thing is jumping because you jump in so many games, like the first button you learn in most games, right, is this is the jump button. (laughs) Basic Mechanics 101 of like video gaming is you you learn how to jump and then you learn how to double jump and then that is gaming. (laughs) And it just, it's just so noticeable. It's like, and it's just like the walking and also like, I love the fact that I'm playing in this game where my camera level is so low because like when you're talking about photography like um studied photography and like really like enjoy photography as a hobby and talking about like different camera angles is something is like a good way to change how your photo looks and um, people never think to really get low unless you're a, a child and you're already you're already uh, down there, you're already down <laughs> there. <laughs> um, and this is kind of what like this feels like it's like you know just move the camera angle down and it creates a whole new feeling towards a game compared that's to, so like, true
2: i never thought of that before but you're right like the camera angle because it's so low and you're kind of getting this like different perspective um yeah and it just especially because i feel like sometimes what like how the camera actually moves it like encourages you to kind of look up and try yeah. to look, or jump, to up. jump on right yeah exactly. <laughs> and you're just like you are doing that kind of cat thing i'm like hmm well, can i go and annoy and destroy <laughs> yeah. next?
1: so i think that's like something really Noticeable as well about like the feeling of of, of being a cat, because um, as well I feel like there's a lot of games that maybe you are a smaller character, but then the world just shrinks around you, or the camera angle still like at what you'd imagine human height to be.
0: Yeah, this does feel like they've embraced the verticality of it.
1: Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, they got like they got that cat feeling down. I don't know what it is to be a cat either, but I imagine it. It's
0: a bit like this, <laughs> and I, I now know it's pretty cool to be a cat, heroic uh, as well as we'll we'll come to find out. Uh, so the other thing, like as well as visually looking like a cat, uh, the world itself. So I mentioned this cyberpunk aesthetic that's going on, and one of the early things that I noticed when playing is how how well lighting is used. So yeah. we talk to different uh, game developers on our various podcasts and platforms. This year, I've also started doing uh, a lot of game design workshops with uh, with young people. Uh, so uh, as part of My Matter, we do a lot of workshops. So just having to talk about game design and how there are people behind every action and they've thought about how it impacts the, the player feel and how you can guide the player without having to have a massive instruction manual on, you know, this means that and this button does this and all that kind of thing. And as I was navigating the world, it's just, it's so, it's subtle, but it's so effective. So you'll find, like, lights, uh, so literal, um, like, either light bulbs or neon light signs, like, guiding you to the uh, direction of where to go. You'll see uh, points of interest lit up slightly. And because it's a game, especially where the the main protagonist doesn't talk, you're not getting that kind of, necessary that kind of uh, audio or, uh, written instruction so they've had to go to leaning more so on the lighting and i was like, just fine it's done so well i don't know if that's something that uh, you both noticed
1: it's literally the first thing i wrote well second thing i wrote down in my notes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um i was actually really disappointed when when talking started <laughs> really <laughs> yeah yeah and at first i thought it was like oh it's just gonna be this ai that will talk a little bit uh and then it's sort of like you meet more and more characters and there's more and more talking and i actually would have preferred it if it <laughs> stays oh <laughs> i was really like i was really 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 into the whole like lights navigating and meowing to sort of get a reaction like when you're, you're a bit lost and then like the light's changing and yeah, I felt like I didn't get long enough of that non-word communication because uh, it was definitely a lot of fun. And I've I spoke about um, little nightmares the first time playing that and how that's like a whole story with no words.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: and like how that I really enjoyed that. So yeah, I was actually very disappointed when
0: talking started. <laughs> okay billy were you also disappointed
2: (laughs) no not at all see i found it really helpful to connect with the because at first before i played the game i was for sure that the robots were the evil things i didn't know about the Zerks going into it so then to find out that actually the robots were actually really nice um i got really super attached to them because of the conversation that we'd had and like just their interactions throughout the city and i just i grew very very attached to them and i got very sad anytime anything happened to any of them
0: (laughs) i get that i get that um, but it just shows you how how much thought like goes into just designing the level, designing the environment where you can be guided by no words uh, at all in a game. So was, I feel it's just a good example of um, putting together like level design, and I mean we'll talk about world building as well because you also get moments where like you'll get murals on walls or signs or. I was going to say post-it notes, not post-it notes, but, you know, <laughs> I we mean, just yeah. things stuck on, on board that have more information. Just all these things, just subtly putting together the world that you're in, the story that's come uh, before you tragically fell down this this chasm um, into it. And the game's broken down into different levels, different chapters, I think they're referred to uh, as, and each one has its own visual style. So very early on, we get into the the slums Uh, Of this world, we're seeing there's like a class system going on. So you you start at the bottom and you're working your way up. I don't know if anyone had, like, visually speaking, any kind of particular standout level, standout moment um, in this game.
1: I think it was all like amazing because every time you sort of came into a new area, it was like, wow. Like, they, they all have these very unique kind of styles to them. And I feel like each one of them kind of impressed. I think the one that stood out to me the most was like the the middle level uh, where you're introduced to the sentinels.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I don't know why, but it just—I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it just stood out to me so much. Um,
0: yeah,
1: I think it was just very interesting, like because that's where we're sort of like introduced to like there's a there's a nightclub and a clothes store and a hat shop and some apartments. <laughs> And like and there's, yeah. And then there's like the, there's, there's a, there's police and a prison. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's like these little like food bars like along the side that I don't know seem to, Rep like look a bit like ramen bars and stuff. I think one of them is actually a ramen bar, but you know, not nice. human, not human ramen. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> robot ramen,
1: robot ramen. And like, it's this, it's this whole obviously, we've already seen ecosystems of, of like these robots living, but this is like really like a, a much bigger ecosystem, like a much more structured ecosystem and um, with like that sort of you s- starting to see a bit more of like the different classes I guess within that and you've got like the the kid I'm gonna say kid, they're just robots <laughs> in my head they're like <laughs> they're young <laughs> they're young teens like older teens <laughs> I don't know early 20s that kind of age promoting their mixtape. Robot years. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> 20 year robot years.
1: And just like the colours and like the vibrance of that place. I mean, this whole game is vibrant. So I don't know why that one stood out to me as more vibrant.
0: There's a lot of neon, like concentrated neon in that space.
1: Yeah, I feel like there's a lot more contrasting colours in that space as well. Whereas the other spaces kind of have much more limited palettes of colour. Whereas this had the
2: spectrum similar (laughs) to you like like, i definitely enjoyed the city a lot but what really kind of stood out to me was actually seeing the city from up high because you've you spend a lot of the game in this amazing like you say like neon beautiful landscape where you're kind of running up and down everywhere trying to get in all the nooks and crannies speaking to all these vibrant characters and then when you actually pull back and look at it as a whole you kind of realize how big the whole situation is and like all of the walls and everything and it it kind of dawns on you it's kind of like this like light bulb moment of wow that's a whole space that i've just been running around in um so that's probably my favorite bit when you got up to the top just before you go into like the elevator to go to the next stage and it's just like whoa that looks really really cool i can't believe i was just down there that's my favorite bit
0: yeah that's the thing and and like we said because you play as a cat uh, if you haven't got that yet you will we'll draw that into you but um because you're so small so the the further you get, and when you get to that moment when you see the grandness of it, it's, it almost feels even more so because you are such a small character yourself.
1: Mm, definitely.
0: Yeah, I agree with uh, uh, Beamy up in the chat who uh, says the the slums were the most atmospheric because uh, it had the uh, bleak Blade Runner feel to it. Which yeah, that's a good uh, good observation. I mm. feel <laughs> yeah, the slums had that feel. I did quite like the ant village. Um, where you get oh, to the, yeah. essentially the, the tree structure uh, and you had to sort of talk about verticality. You're going all the way up uh, into that. I really like that space. Mm.
1: I think they all had like very different feels to them as well. Because for me, the slums felt quite cozy and like it was very much a community vibe. Like everyone knows everyone there, right? And it felt, I feel like um, everything, there was a lot more narrower streets. So everything was a lot more cozy in that sense. Okay. And then and and village is obviously quite natural. And then we've got like that chaotic vibrance of of the um of the upper city and then the cleanliness of the control.
0: The control yeah yeah Uh, (laughs) the minimalism of the jail. (laughs) That's how you sell it. Um So yeah, and then sort of like each level, like visually, was different from the others, and then from the story perspective, like added a different like layer to the story, and see as that unfolds. So we'll we'll get into that. So to add on to the uh, visuals, see it's a game, so we're talking gameplay, uh, we're talking mechanics. Some of the mechanics have already been outlined in in the chat here. So you're doing cat-like things. So as well as running. Uh, a lot of jumping. You're uh, you're pushing things uh, off shelves <laughs> as cats do, and then you're uh, also clawing things, which I actually found quite satisfying in a weird way. So oh, yeah, again, love that. Really getting into the mind of a cat. Now I understand <laughs> I understand why why that happens so much. The first thing that I wanted to mention when it comes to sort of gameplay mechanics is, I guess, what would have been a decision on behalf of the developers to make you navigate the world essentially by jumping largely and jumping specifically by pressing x which on the surface of it seems like it could have been a like overly simple mechanic and i was just thinking about that as i played it more and more because what they could have done is like other games have you have have to measure your jumps at each stage and i think as i was putting together the notes i i read somewhere just in terms of testing and we already mentioned qa that you find it doesn't feel doesn't feel right because as a cat we don't often see like cats mess up jumps outside of I don't know uh whole movie videos on YouTube or, uh <laughs> things like that but usually you know cats they they'll nail they'll nail the jumps and when you're playing as a cat you come in with that expectation so I can imagine them play testing and then having people have to line up there must have been a stage where you weren't pressing extra jump you were lining up your jumps and just seeing like people fail, and then that being like, hmm, is that what we want for the game? So it's an interesting decision. I don't know how you both feel about like having to navigate the world largely by pressing X, by jumping on things. Is that I'm too easy? I'm glad it was like that.
2: Just because I feel like it, it really lets you actually immerse yourself in the world, rather than having to worry about if you are close enough to the jump. Because... All sorts of chaos could have ensued. Um, I really, I really, I, yeah, I appreciate it a lot. Actually, to have that little helping hand because I think you're right as well. It did make it feel a bit more real. Like I, I love watching cat fail compilations when they're trying to do stupid stuff. But um, you know, cats always land on their feet. We know this. So to be able to like have that happen, and you just be in this graceful little ginger ginger cat, um, perfect. I actually thought about it as well while I was playing
1: like specifically about um having to press x and like what was my fault? there was one bit where I couldn't it could it wasn't quite jumping where I wanted it to jump but I I was really tired when I was playing it so full disclosure it was the game it was me but and I was like I think at that point I was like oh why did they make it like this and then I was like in the same sort of like breath I was like no this is the perfect way because exactly what both of you have kind of just said is like it helps you feel like a cat because you know cats aren't gonna sit there and think hmm where am I jumping it's more like walking to them right they're just like I'm going that way mm. <laughs> and if it was I feel like if it was any other way it would have it would have ruined it, um, but. I did notice there is ways that you can fail jump, not quite fail them, but not get them perfect. Okay. Um. So I had to do a few repeats where I'd like got killed or caught.
0: Because uh, what that meant you had to, because by pressing X, you had to kind of not quite line it up, but you had to get to the point where it would detect, oh, you can press X here to make that jump. Mm-hmm. Is that what you mean?
1: No, 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 no. So there's a bit, like, a few bits where I'd had to repeat. And then doing it the second time, I was like, oh, the first time I'd done this, like, the cat kind of
2: stumbled. Like, you know when they kind of, like, catch Uh, it?
0: Yeah, And Was it, like,
2: on, like, some of the bits where you're, like, trying to jump onto, like, narrow beams and, like, on some of the little kind of more obstacle coursey type things?
1: Yeah. And um, I don't know if it's, like, just a random thing that it's, like, one out of ten times you do this, it will scramble instead of a perfectly smooth jump or if there's something i specifically done to trigger it not quite being a perfect
0: land were you getting a specific animation or did it look it just yeah
1: yeah do you know like when a cat kind of like
0: like scrambles a bit
1: jumps and they kind of like i'm gonna have to get some props here i thought you were gonna
0: act (laughs) it out (laughs) i'm gonna have to get up on my desk
1: (laughs) but they're like so imagine this is cat jump perfect land but then sometimes they go like, "wee," and then they're like, oh, oh, yeah, okay, now I'm on it. Does oh, that okay. make sense? All right, yeah, yeah, sorry for sense. anyone listening. Think,
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll um, we'll, we'll have to do a and, clip um, and then yeah, link it. <laughs> and put that in there. But yeah, I get what you mean. And goes to that thing about design. I feel this is a really well-designed game. And it's about, I don't know if anyone watching, listening uh, later has tried to make their own game, you find that you have to make decisions because it's like, how do you want the player to feel? And in this game, you want the player to feel like a cat. So you will do things that you might not do in another type of game, but here it adds to that feeling, adds to that experience and uh, adds to the gameplay. So as well as jumping, scrambling in in places, you also do uh, the other cat-like things. Uh, I just like how they've integrated just cat actions into gameplay mechanics. Uh, so even the jumping in, into a box. Um, when I first saw the boxes, I thought it was just like just random. Oh, you can do just just randomly jump into a box. But then it later had the purpose when you get to uh, the sentinels or even uh, unlocking different parts of the level. Um, but then you also had the things that even don't necessarily contribute to the gameplay. So you could you could meow, you could scratch posts. Sometimes it it had an impact. Sometimes it didn't. And then you can just like sleep. Like, did anyone? Did anyone <sighs> there's actually a, there's
1: actually an achievement for sleeping for an hour.
0: Oh, is it? Yeah, That's amazing. I did not know that.
1: Um, but did anyone put the paper bag on? Yes, head
0: yeah, yes.
2: <laughs> must have, must have. You got to. So <laughs> the paper
0: bag, and then it reverses the controls, and it just like completely i love that
2: that was such a fun little easter egg yeah but every time i saw a paperback
1: i like done it but without even thinking i was like oh my god am i a cat
2: (laughs) (laughs) i really liked the sleeping though that was honestly one of my favorite things because i was streaming it while i was playing it doing the playthrough and every time that we got to a sleeping bit i were like oh i'm gonna take myself for a stretch and a rest while the cat is sleeping Some of my favorite like little moments are just like seeing like the cat curled up on one of the robots um, and they're just like, it just, it feels like real. It it just looks, that's just exactly what you would imagine if you, you know, had a cat at home. I don't have a cat at home, but if I did, that's like what I would desperately want it to do is cuddle up on me and just like being able to do that and have that little, oh, it's so cute moment.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Does anyone have a cat? I don't have a cat. Does anyone in chat have a cat? I should have asked that at the beginning. Does chat have a cat? <laughs> <laughs> that's the the question of the day? Does chat have a cat? But yeah, I'd be interested to hear like from cat owners. Okay, beat yeah. me up has a cat, a ginger cat. Is that before or after you played this game? <laughs> is, I'm gonna give you a benefit of doubts. So yes, before I
1: feel but... like you play as a mostly nice cat as well. Like I feel like cause there's a lot of cat personalities. Cats have big yeah, personalities. Yeah. <laughs> um And there's definitely, this is definitely one of, this is definitely a cat on the much nicer side of cat personalities. (laughs) (laughs) Because I feel like I tried to, well, not try to, but every time there was an opportunity to be a bit annoying, I definitely was annoying. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just, I think you had to do it anyway to get part of, to get something in the game.
2: Just like, the, paint the paint bucket. The
1: paint bucket. I done that way I before. <laughs> I kn- way before I knew I needed to do it. I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm gonna do this." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, every tin of paint, as soon as I saw it, I could like that. I could knock it off the edge. I'd do that uh, when I could jump on the table where they're playing um, oh, a yeah. game of um, is it chess or uh... no? I think it's oh. that really popular game in Jap- japan that's like chess or that the know um,
0: uh i know no I it.
1: no what, what was it i know it because in, in someone in prattle no? i bet you <laughs> in uh oh, that time i got reincarnated as a slime <laughs> the dragon's
0: playing it <laughs> what's that game called shogi
1: yeah shogi yeah but yeah like i was like yeah i'm jumping on that board like i literally anytime there was like But I feel like there wasn't that many of them. And I was like, no, I've been, I spent a lot of time around, I might not have my own cat, but I spent a lot of time in houses that have cats. And I feel like they've done more annoying stuff in like an hour of me spending (laughs) time there than I did in this whole game.
0: yeah we definitely get the the nice and helpful cat but those shogi players got quite emotional about about you messing up
2: i feel yeah. like they must have had a really long game like it must have yeah. been going on for hours or something today because they were yeah you're right they were proper upset
0: Feel
2: yeah. <laughs> like it might have been one of those like it's been going
1: on for days and they've just yeah, been those like championship yeah. matches and you
0: just come along and <laughs> but you know we we saved this civilization so you know balance yeah. is out um so so all those mechanics kind of help you explore help you like interact with the world and i wonder if you both got this sense where the early stages of the the game feel quite exploratory is that a word exploratory mm. did i just make that up exploring, no, exploring. exploration <laughs> heavy there we go exploration heavy just i because i felt I, as i was playing it just i don't know just felt relaxing just felt this is a game that uh, i needed to play i didn't realize <laughs> but i needed to play this game because it's just very relaxing uh, very calming. And in the late stage of the game, as you progress through the level, you levels, and you unlock more of the the story becomes more gamey. I know that isn't a word, I because I just made that up, but it has a different feel. Did you feel that, like, as you were playing, where it becomes more about okay, this feels like a game. Whereas the early stages feel like uh, nice and exploring heavy.
1: Definitely, I feel like spent a lot of time in the slums exploring and like walking around and there seemed like a lot to do i didn't feel like an urgency to do the tasks but i feel like once i got past the slums there was a lot of like left it felt like there was a lot more urgency and a lot less time and space to explore definitely like um ant village i feel like i explored everything I could and there wasn't a lot um but I also appreciated that about the game that it is a short game and it also for like kind of forces you to play it in a short amount of time I mean you can spend loads of time sleeping but there there's a a lot to do without a lot to do
0: yeah it is quite simple in that sense
1: it's very well balanced in terms of like, there's a bit of exploring, but by the way, there's not too much. And as you progress in the game, rather than you getting caught in this space of like, everywhere is so much exploring, and that's how you get like a game that spends, you spend hours and hours in, but not actually doing anything. And obviously, that can be a good thing, but it's also nice to have like a closed experience. The one thing I will say is, at the end of the game, I kind of felt like it would be great if I finished it, and then I could go back to this game at any point and jump into any of the cities and just explore for exploring's sake, without That's there being extra content, but just what's already in it. Just go around talking to everyone and just
2: because I definitely got there. that replayability for sure because yeah. it's a short game, and I agree. Like it because it was, it felt very open, even though it was closed off because of how short it was and you know you've only got so much uh, so much to explore that you you can do but it, it still felt like it was just so vast and uh, it was just really really nice. I definitely for me like I think in comparison obviously you really liked the slums because it was more slow. Um, and kind of enjoying that kind of early stage gameplay. I really enjoyed like just running about as the cat trying to avoid the Zerks trying to dodge because that was the hardest thing for me. Some of the like movement mechanics to get out of the way of the Zerks sometimes Um, but it was really fun though I loved like jumping over them and like tricking them to go one way and actually that's what I meant to do Uh, because now I'm pressing a button and you're stuck inside that was really cool I really it just felt like that little rush of adrenaline because you don't want them to catch you because you're really cute and you don't want them to hurt your little baby so that was my favorite part
1: But also like why did they make the Zerks so cute as well?
0: It's kind of like it's kinda
1: of like playing a zombie cat game. Yeah, <laughs> that's
2: actually really true. They were super cute.
0: They were, they were. I did I didn't take the threat seriously at first when I first saw them, I was like, Oh, what are these little things? Forgetting I'm a cat. I'm like, you know, I just step on them or something, but you're a cat. So they just jump on you, then you realise. But even that that first interaction with the Zerks is I think I don't know, I was just like completely overlooking it, but when they attacked you, or when they started chasing you, it put you in a, um, a position where you can just like run. I think it changed the, I think it changed the sounds or the music slightly. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, it then, gets
2: really intense really quickly. Yeah, yeah
0: it gets really intense. So then it kind of again th- those subtle cues that that this is a threat. But yeah, they yeah. Do look quite
1: and good. the colours change as well.
0: Yeah, more. It always goes a bit kind of
2: vibe slightly darker. Yeah, and then way more monotone. I think they're like color-coded green, aren't they? Like one of their slime. So like you just know anytime you see like that color on the Zerk, you're just like, oh, no, no, <laughs> run away from the color.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it is that. Like, and no, do you have a a preference for like the exploring stages of the game or the, uh, the more, I say, combat heavy or gamey parts of the later stages?
1: I just really like how it was combined. Like it's a very well-packaged game. It's like here's about here's a bit of everything you kind of like about gaming.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: but yeah. in like a few short hours. Like
2: <laughs> Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? I would say somewhere in the middle because like I think some of the best bits were probably like figuring out some of the puzzles, finding out more about the story and also then like having that really adrenaline rush of running away from the sentinels and like hiding in all the boxes because I know we said about the boxes earlier like I didn't think anything of them either when I first saw them I was like oh this is just a bit of fun no they're actually really useful and they're integral for many parts of the game for you to actually stay alive
0: <laughs> uh, I mean
2: well I
1: actually immediately saw a box and I was like ah oh, there's going to be a mission where I hide in a box <laughs> And I was like, as soon as it was like, oh, we're gonna need we need to sneak into what was it, neko Neco Core. Is it oh right?
0: Um, yeah, because like, as soon the... as the
1: whole the, they said the whole mission for that kind of level. Yeah. yeah. I was like, ah, the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to use the boxes to sneak. <laughs> this is great. And it's like, oh, you are you can perfectly fit in a box. And I was like, haha, I know. I knew this was coming. My time as a cat is ready to yes, shine. Yes. It's all leading to
0: this. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with uh, we both. And uh, beam me up in the chat. It says it's uh, well paced and a good length. It really does. I think, you know, that, that kind of length, it doesn't overstay its welcome and it's just about can you fit in all the elements to give this a, a good experience give the player a good experience and i feel it really does that it it has all the elements it has the exploring it has the game mechanics you're you're running from the zerks you late uh, you later learn to uh, fight back against the zerks then you introduces the sentinels and that becomes a different kind of avoiding pattern to the gameplay and then it ends. and it's just <laughs> it's just a nice kind of nice package in that sense
1: did anyone like cuz i felt I felt really satisfied at the end like it was I could have more but I don't need more yeah I would enjoy more it was kind of like yeah. actually stopping eating when you're
2: satisfied and not when you're that, was, yeah, or not when you're still that. a little bit hungry
0: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah definitely it was like the
0: right point to stop eating
2: no I yeah completely agree I, like I would love another one if they were if they want to make another game just uh just sort yeah. it out um but um, yeah like if if there wasn't another one i would just c- continue to replay the, the the first one but um yeah i i would love love more but it just it feels really good you feel like you've kind of come full circle when you when you come and come out the mm. other end
0: and um brookie 9001 uh in the chat makes a good point about them introducing you to game mechanics without it always being a dedicated tutorial Mm. Uh, And I feel a lot of that early stage of the game is effectively a tutorial because it's getting you used to these mechanics that you'll later need when the stakes get a lot higher uh, and the the margin for error uh, a lot tighter. Mm. Um,
1: There's also not a lot of buttons. Like you don't need to use a lot of buttons.
0: Yeah, you do find yourself returning to the same ones. Obviously X for uh, jumping is the main one.
1: Um, There's no like button combinations that you have to try and remember most of the time you're pressing pressing x or up on the d-pad down on z-pad yeah <laughs> like i never felt like oh what was that button again how do i get into that menu like <laughs> do i have to like look into a thousand things do i need to craft something like it was just very simple i feel like i'd recommend this game to a lot of like People that are new to gaming or don't play that many games because it just has so many good elements of gaming. And then from that, I'd be like, "Well, what things stood out to you the most?" And then recommend them point, a game yeah, yeah. <laughs> that uses that thing a lot.
0: The gateway game.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a good gateway game. And it's yeah. also a good like if you was to just play this game and then not play any other games. Game yeah. That's also okay. It is like a contained experience.
0: Yeah, and it's you know funny you should say that because this is a game that did manage to break out somewhat into the mainstream. So as I was putting the notes together, just finding stories... Would you
1: stories, say it strayed <laughs> into <that's>, the
0: mainstream? <laughs> nicely done. I would, I would say it strayed into the mainstream. <laughs> so, and it managed to be uh, picked up by casual gamers. Well, not even casual gamers, from what I've seen, just people who just don't even play games Uh, I saw a story on CNN uh, of all places like which ran a story about people showing their cats reacting to the game which is always always cute but that's amazing (laughs) even people who oh actually let me link to this um uh this story in uh that's so
1: funny because when I was playing I was like I wonder how a cat would feel playing this game like in my head I was like can you somehow have a cat like have vr (laughs) and like so they don't have to play push any buttons or in an augmented (laughs) reality room and they kind (laughs) of (laughs) just like i just want to understand like if a cat could logically figure
0: out that i'm playing the game and then
2: like how to do yeah, you think the that... cat would start chasing the cat in the game if it was wearing VR? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, it yeah. would just like have, you know, like when the cat like looks at itself in the mirror and it's like, yeah. whoa, what is that? I feel like it would be that experience, wouldn't it? It would have to be a first
1: person uh, or first cat. a first, pe- first, yeah. <laughs> first,
0: first cat. First cat game, first cat <laughs> perspective. So that would be a science experiment. I'd be happy to take part in. the. So yeah, I, I put a, the link to that CNN article and then just seeing people who, don't play games, pick up this game. And I think, like you say, Tazzy, it's about designing a game that is, is simple. It's a very simple game. And I say that in a, in a positive way, but it means that you don't need to be like steeped in years and years of muscle memory on different combinations. You can just start pressing X and you can make some progress and, and things happen. I opened the link. Oh, my oh, are you God. you look looking at all the cute cat videos. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just give Tazzy a moment to... <laughs> absorb that absorb that cat cuteness that's so funny
1: (laughs) this is a game you can play with your (laughs) cat
0: yeah yeah for for sure so you've got the the game that strays into mainstream territory uh, and a narrative that it's an interesting it's an interesting narrative like we say the the protagonist doesn't talk there's minimal verbal interactions or at least verbal within the within the game world once you do get the the character uh, B12 and then start interacting with the robots. But largely speaking, it's silent protagonist and then it's the levels bringing together or unfolding different aspects of the wider story. So I, I wonder how, like as you were playing it, how much of the story were you concerned with?
1: All of it. Like, I was very absorbed in the story as much as I was absorbed in being a cat and scratching furniture and (laughs) floors and doors and everything that looked like it had a scratchable texture. Like, I was very much into the story. I was very much like, who is B12? Who's the scientist? But B12 has been helping and, like, trying to figure it out. And, like, are there humans here? Like, where are all the humans? And... I think as you it kind of as you're playing, at first it's like, oh, they're mu- there is they're humans, just not on this level. And then you get up and you're like, mm, maybe they're on the next level. <laughs> and you're kind of <laughs> they, like, they Maybe just yeah, the door. Yeah. They just maybe, maybe they actually got out. Maybe like you're just kind of like, oh the hu- it doesn't I feel like it gives you a a kind of a At first, it seems like there is a chance that there is human life still about. And then it just slowly gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller.
0: Yeah, and sadder. And
1: and sadder. And it's so curious. And then, but as the like hope of humans diminishes, this amaze and wonder at these robots living grows. So you're never absent of like a sentient life form okay but yeah and like just just as that story unfolds and like you're like who who is
2: everyone and why and i like just wanted to know more How good were you at finding the memories? Because that's something that like I was like at the beginning, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to find all these. And I actually really struggled (laughs) to find them. And that was the one thing that I kind of let go, I guess. Um, I was like really invested in the story. Anything that verbally was happening, I was really invested in. But like finding all the memories, I kind of clocked out of that a little bit because I could only really? find some of them. And I was just like, I'm not trophy hunting. It's not <laughs> happening. Um, so I, think- I kind of just like let them go to the wayside. But I was really like immersed in talking to all of the characters and just like annoying them as much as I could to get every little bit of like anything that they would say to me. Yeah. I think I spoke to definitely
1: the first half of the game, I spoke to like everyone I could like try to find every building I could go in. but no, I was pretty good with the memories surprisingly because I'm really terrible at that sort of thing. I didn't get all of them, but I did get a lot more than I would have expected to. but sort of second half of the game because I wanted to make sure I finished it. I didn't quite get I mean I missed a couple at the beginning because I didn't understand that like there was hints to find them. <laughs> in them and i was like ah, oh! I was like oh no i kind of missed some now <laughs> but i was upset that i couldn't find all of them and that was one of the things that i was like i definitely want to go back and find all of the memories because there wasn't too many for it to be a fun activity to go back play it again and find them all because i feel like That's sometimes true. with like hidden things in games like collectibles or hidden things i'm like there's just too many of them for me to ever get around to all of them and it feels like yeah. too big of a challenge but this I feel like it's doable i did find all the all the music
2: oh, oh nice. i didn't find all the I music
1: didn't. i was yeah. so I desperate think I, a I found all the music yeah, yeah that, that was, good. was so kind good of and you Same can as sleep next memories. to them as they played yeah. the music yeah. <laughs> so cute
0: it's same as the memories, they weren't. They weren't in too obscure a location where it's like way out of your way to go and find them. And because the game is just so fun to explore, you just naturally find yourself. Oh, what's over there? What's like what's in that space? So I did like that. I'm not a uh, someone who will go after every achievement. I'm very easily satisfied uh, in that sense. It doesn't need to get to hundred, but I did like going around and seeing what I could find in different nooks and crannies. So like we were talking about the, the story. And so the, the interest is or was in the narrative and explore more of that. And I did like how they unfolded it. Again, like we talked about the lighting being sort of subtly used. The, the story is like subtly um, unfolded as you go and each level represents a different part. So you're essentially, you're in this cat, you, you're, or you are this cat, and you're discovering B12, who is this AI in this drone. Then you're getting into the slums. You're meeting uh, the robots or the um, companions, uh, as they're called uh, in the game, and then trying to get to the outside. So there's a group of companion robots called the Outsiders, and you're you're meeting different parts of them, uh, starting with is it Momo? Uh, you've got yeah uh, Momo, and then Momo, and the whole game is like almost like fetch quests is like built around fetch quest mechanics. So to get uh, progress with Momo. He wants to get to the other uh, outsiders so who are all disconnected. So there's a sense of disconnection uh, within the group. So as you get to each one, you're exploring a different level, uh, finding different items, and then you're unfolding like how humans... There were humans. There were now no longer humans. I'm not exactly sure why. There were these Zerks around. Then you start to realise like what they were, what might have happened to the humans, what has happened to the robots, and how everyone just wants to get I guess to the to the top uh, and to the outside and I found like I think for me when I got to the slums then and started speaking to people then you start to go oh there's there's something going on here because there's this mm. whole society but it was when um I think it was Doc who is one of the the diaries that you pick up in the slums and one of the characters you later meet but you meet his son Seamus first and that was like one of the examples of the, the robots replicating humans. Like you say, uh, Tazi, you get that level of sentience because it's it's the son. It's like, oh, I, I miss my dad. You, you find the dad. It's like, oh, I miss my son. You reconnect them. And there's this moment where they're they're hugging. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is like, we don't need humans, basically, is, is what. <laughs> okay, no, we don't need also, humans. Also, there's robots. the
1: question of, are they all companion robots? Oh, because yeah, we later question. then yeah, find yeah. out that, B twelve is is it a, human a human, yeah. Who transferred themselves into yeah. the thing, and it went wrong. But then there's those machines lying about, and then so it's like, are these? But had forgotten about their human memories. So is everyone just a is just a human in a in a robot until like a we get to the third? Until we get to the uh, control room where they are all because if if the robots just evolved by themselves, then the robots on the upper level on the highest level should have also eventually started to replicate human behavior behavior, but they are one hundred percent
0: out of the box uh, still uh, robots reset. Yeah, yeah.
1: they're like empty no empty and it's yeah. been the same amount of time, so why have they not evolved if that's what happened hmm. But it doesn't quite answer that question. No, it doesn't. It just leaves it there. Yes, <laughs> it is a mystery.
0: Yeah, good point. I guess if if one did it, then the others could have been a same example.
1: Well, we definitely know that at least one other person did because there was it points out one of the machines, and that you do see them scattered about if you pay close enough attention. Yeah. But there's definitely one other because it's pointed out. So it's definitely a thing that was happening. Which is also because I, when I was like, oh, the first moment that I was like, ah, are these human consciousness in robots? Uh, was the sun thing because I was like, I get the whole like copying human behavior, but uh, (laughs) I was questioning it. Like, why would you make
2: a baby robot?
1: Yeah, how do you make it exactly? (laughs) I was like, how do you make
2: a baby robot? How
0: do you make a baby robot? How do you make a baby robot?
1: that you know yeah. when you're older
0: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like
1: that's too strong of a bond to be just, just a AI. AI copying humanity it, and I'm just basing that off obviously like what hap, what we know in our world at the moment yeah. is that AI is flawed when it comes to copying humanity because <laughs> there's so yeah. much humanity to copy like if you try and do all of it which I would complicated. yeah
0: okay oh uh, chat let us know what you think are they real people in in ai bodies or just uh advanced very advanced extremely advanced forms of ai that have managed to perfectly mimic uh, human mm. behavior they're
1: also very 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 panicked about having their their memories wiped and i yeah, feel, well, feel I like that's death, isn't it? yeah but I feel like if you're a robot, you're like okay, like it's annoying, but you just create more memories. Or like, how good is this wiping? Because I mean, I've recovered a hard
0: drive, and <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: you can get a lot back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair, fair point. Fair point. You can. Uh, there's always a shop somewhere you can take it to, someone will sort it out. <laughs> so um, we've mentioned some of the the robot companion characters. Uh, there's also B12 who we touched on. And I just want to come back to that because that's a uh, interesting character sort of game design wise. And we keep talking about the the well designed game that this is. And when I started the game, so I I didn't know much about the game on, 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 other than you play as a cat. So you start the game alone um, as a just a cat out and about. And about that maybe not quite like that different connotation but uh, you play as a cat just uh our cat, and then you get sucked into this world and you can't talk so there's no interaction you're just exploring and then you meet b12 and i wonder if b12 is a character that was always there uh, in the early stage of design or came a bit later because b12 is basically your voice in the game is your your voice and your uh, your arms I'm doing this motion like your, your hands your your uh, your limbs because with B12 you can speak to uh, the different characters and then you can also interact with things like uh, door panels um, reading signs things like that and from a game design perspective it it allows you to be the cat um, without being limited but then also within the context of the game's story without being a cop-out like design wise so you're not having to do anything to the cat you're having to you're letting another character take on that role so yeah just a a thought I I was playing or I was playing through my mind uh, as I was playing the game.
1: I thought just the role of B12 was so clever like cleverly done and the way they did like integrate it without it being like like it just made it goes back to that you feel like a cat because it just made sense as a cat that you can't open doors so you need a way to be able to open doors like you can't interact with the world you can't read <laughs> like why would you be able to read this especially cuz they had the difference between like whatever this text was and there's like binary code and then the old binary code and like there's all these things but then i loved that there's the point or there's different points where you don't have b12 so b12 is taken away from you and that then it doesn't then just go oh now because you could interact with the world with b12 we're just going to forget that b12 is the whole reason you can interact with the world uh we're just going to carry on which i feel like some games do they introduce like a character or a device that helps you interact with the world and then when they remove it you just carry on acting, interacting with the world as if you had that device and you're like, oh, okay, so does it doesn't really do anything. But this like really well, it was really well done. And then when you didn't have B12, you're back to like meow for attention and yeah. <laughs>
2: kind of try and like, hey hello robot um <laughs> especially like when you're trying to fight the Zerks and he's like your light source um yeah. for the weapon and not having him you're like oh my gosh if i don't manage to get to safety i'm not gonna have enough time b12 is gonna be over i'm gonna be over it, it really yeah having him taken away just makes you realize how integral he is to be able to get through yeah. the game
1: And know i just love how you pick him up in your little mouth <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, when he gets uh, captured, and you like have to save him from the sentinels, and you just like pick him up and uh, drop him. He shakes himself off.
1: If I wasn't <laughs> playing as a cat, this game would be terrifying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I know we're like on this topic, another topic, but I just want to point out that this is like a kind of a zombie apocalypse apocalypse game, and if I was playing as not a cat. And like absorbed with all the cuteness of Mm. like the cat interacting with robots. Like there's one point you're just walking through a room of eyes while (laughs) these eggs of this weird
0: yeah just hatching creatures
1: just hatching and could be and there's like a I did scream a couple of times it jumped (laughs) out like I was like this is like dead space (laughs) yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. you are you know actually that would have been scary as a a human character but the thing
1: that would like helped me was that i was a cat i was so agile even like the way you (laughs) you evade and like combat them is like this cat agile way like i'm jumping over there and i'm jumping over there yeah
2: so without being a cat terrifying yeah i never thought about it like that before that's just blown my mind a little bit i really love horror games as well so it would have been still up my alley but like having that cat it just takes the edge off doesn't it because you're like nothing's gonna happen to my baby hey it's a cat like you're not you can't you can't hurt a cat we will be very angry at you you know and like earlier (laughs)
1: you were saying how you're just like must protect my baby like this this cat i feel like that distracts you from actually how scary the situation is and because like the the way to get out of every situation is just run and jump anyway (laughs) (laughs) whereas like like, (laughs) horror games normally force you to walk slowly for that through those levels and you can't really do much and i'm like yes you can do what you're instinctively wanting to do
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's true you can always run you can always run and jump uh in this game uh before we get off characters i just want to give a a shout out not a shout out what's the What's a negative to a shout out or a condemnation? So anyway. Sure.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> to that character, the, the turncold character, uh Blazer. Oh yeah. Yeah, this this um like I guess in, in storytelling you have this uh concept of the false ally, who is the character that is initially or seemingly there to help, but turns into a um an enemy. And Blazer is a character you meet in that city area who helps you with one of the outsiders, uh Clementine, and then turns on you, sells you out, like, uh man, I was just like Blazer, you let me down. Never trust I a mean, robot in a gold chain.
1: Oh plenty of people try to warn us. <laughs> if you talk to the ca- other yeah. characters, they're like, not a good not a good egg. Not that <laughs> one. Bit dodgy if you ask me. Like they not not many people like
2: trust yeah. It Blazer, was a like, it was a frustrating moment because you're like, come on, really? Yeah. Like, this will benefit everyone. What are you doing? <laughs> it's for the money. Money to get what?
1: Well, you're trapped
0: yeah. in it. <laughs> Another gold chain, I think. Like getting that jewellery. Um, yeah, so just wanted to mention that because that, that was an interesting moment uh, in the story as well. And then that sends you to jail, takes away your, uh, your cat vest with b 12 and then kicks off that uh, last part of the story. Alright, before we end I always want to touch on themes. And I guess there weren't I in a similar way to everything else it was quite subtle. There weren't necessarily any like standout themes, or at least that I didn't notice. But you do have the general concept or context of the game being about humans humans essentially failing to survive some apocalypse. And then you're in a stage playing the game where you have to think about like what you or what we as humans like leave behind and passing information to the uh, next generation because it's it's interesting that B12 the, the scientist formerly known as actually we don't get a name we it don't get a name no. yeah okay uh, the scientist person was concerned with like passing on his information like to the future and then once he's determined that like at the very end of the game that like everything's going to be okay i guess without humans then it's like okay I can I can rest now I can sort of pass away so I thought that was an interesting thing to consider while playing the game
1: yeah that's yeah. that's true kind of like because there's a line isn't there where, where it's like oh I I can see a future for you and these companions
0: yeah yeah so it's like that kind of uh thought process for that character and then it's the other kind of like you know traditional sci-fi thing of like robots becoming self-aware or if they are robots at all which we might you know question mark on that but <laughs> but the idea of robots becoming self-aware where we see a whole society so we see these robots mimicking human behavior and uh, establishing their own society their own culture you see the class system like so as you, as we move through the levels you see the different class system but also the negatives like uh, with blazer and and corruption you see that trope i guess if it's a trope robots becoming self-aware but that's an interesting theme and then one that i thought of, i don't know if this is just me or if either of you saw this but uh there's some like element of loneliness in there because a lot of the robot characters well, not a lot but there were robot characters who were like separated like momo or doc and his son and then in the uh ant village uh level the oh, i've forgotten the name of the robot you find that at the end
2: oh god yeah um
0: Zau- Z- or ba- zanzibar something, something like, like that, like I that? Mean, that's a country <laughs> but, uh, yeah <laughs> so definitely because of the zao but ba- something like that anyway uh that character who just yeah just feels just i don't know it just got off just a sense of like loneliness from uh, a lot of the characters is that just me or is that something that you've have you picked up on Lon-
1: loneliness was definitely a theme i mean even the just the the beginning of the game obviously you start with your 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 fellow cats yeah and then you're separated from the pack and you're alone that bit was so disturbing that first you know when you first fall in to uh the city the sewers of the city and you're just limping, you're alone, like, it felt so isolated and lonely, and, like, I, the cat meowing, oh my god, like, it was very, very disturbing, it was very hard to cope, I'm lost, I'm so happy it didn't last any longer than it did, because I don't think I would have been able to continue,
2: yeah, like, (laughs) For sure, like it was, that was such a hard scene. I yeah, nearly made me cry. Honestly, it, loneliness was definitely such a huge theme. I think I agree. Like with the robots from the cat as well, people being separated from each other. But there's also like the whole way through. There's this sense of hope. Like you were talking about, is there humans? Because there's hope for the humans. Where the cat, is there hope that our friends are on the other side and that they can find us again? There's just this beautiful kind of, I guess, like little glimmering lights of can we at least help ourselves if not can we help the companions and it just like these little hints of mm, there's still hope in the world and it's just it's really wholesome mm-hmm.
0: okay yeah and then even i guess at the end with b12 uh, just saying like to the cat like you're a good friend just at the end just making that connection so that ended on a nice uh, hopeful uh, <laughs> hopeful note so are there any any final thoughts for this game i know we've covered as much as we we could but not necessarily everything is there anything that you want to give a shout out to any favorite moments uh Ooh. standout moments moments that had an impact on you
2: yeah my favorite moment and something that like really i don't know just moved um was the sacrifice i guess um i'm pretty sure it was momo who made the sacrifice um when you got to go further in and he had to stay behind like letting you go ahead and like having that faith in a cat. <laughs> to go and succeed in this massive task in this huge (laughs) quest it was um it felt really sad because you're like if you don't accomplish this then it's all been for nothing so that was that was definitely kind of my favorite pivotal moment where Mm -hmm. you kind of realize how important it is and how much the companions are willing to put their faith in you and give up in the hopes that there is Uh, something better than what they've got Mm. that's actually another theme uh in there is sacrifice because
1: it actually happens at sort of like every stage someone someone sacrifices themselves to let you go on
0: yeah 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 they put a lot of faith into this cat
1: yeah (laughs) i love as well that they just don't see the cat as like they're just like oh you small organic matter
0: (laughs) yeah is that no you know you're a friendly <laughs> organic matter yeah
1: like that's it they're so... <laughs> they just have no kind of gauge of i guess they don't know any other organic living creatures other than the Zerks, and that humans existed because a lot of them have forgotten what humans are actually yeah. like at that point it's been like what 200 years or something but yeah i i have a lot of thoughts and um, most of them are questions some of them are <laughs> Like, I wonder what a sequel could bring because there's so much to be explored, and
2: um, with the story, even just in this one city. Or, what what if the was, next game was a co-op game because you then actually do get back to your cats, and uh, then you can like play with your friend, and you're both cats running around in a city. That would be cool. Just out there. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: But there's like also like, are there are there ever other city, cities like this? Because I mean, if you might like, it made it sound like you know the humanity destroyed the earth of course because that's what we do (laughs) um (laughs) and then so humans created this bunker but if that's the case then there wouldn't just be one because i mean there's a lot of humanity um and then every area every region would have their own way of combat in this so there could be one in the sky there could be like one in the sea there could just be like others like this they could have that different Things had evolved and obviously like the Zerks came because they created a bacteria to destroy the waste. So different cities could have come up with a different way to destroy their waste and could have come like there could be a different issue that they faced. As small and contained as this game is, it also Mm. has so much potential for more. So it can be like contained and satisfying but equally have more and it could have an infinite supply of sequels or like side, like not sequels, but
0: DLC, DLC
1: (laughs) or just games that are like not a direct sequel, but based in the same universe and just completely separate, but like same world and don't have to ever interact with each other. But we just know that they're in the same universe. Like we could play as a dog, the next time
0: yeah i was thinking like whatever animals you can or a, or a fish
1: in a sea one or <laughs> like i don't know there's just so many there's so many options because of what they've done with it's just yeah. this contained space where life is outside and then you could actually have the somewhere humans did survive maybe humans evolved into something else like, that's just so much. There is, there
0: is a lot. It's like, we're just, we're just giving out free ideas uh, here. Now, they've, and they've done a good job, like, keeping things simple and effective and creating... A game world that can like be built upon in different ways, yeah. as Tazzy just like uh, outlined. The next twenty years. Of, I have so many uh, questions. Or, yeah, <laughs> what did the other human content. do?
1: What did the hu- other humans do? What other like what an- other animal life is out in the world? Like, yeah, yeah. I just have questions. All yeah. my thoughts are questions. <laughs> I opened that gate, and I was like, I'm so satisfied, but I also have
0: so many questions. Questions, yeah. <laughs> Definitely, and I think for me, there's a particular moment. It's a bit of a pat pat myself on the back kind of moment, but still, just the there's a puzzle where you had to uh, you had to figure out like the the time or the clocks. You had to look at the clocks and work out like where things are. And I like it because I I achieved the puzzle, so yay me! Mm -hmm. Um, But also just the fact that there's very little interface in this game. There's no map, like no nowhere to tell you where to go. And even in terms of like puzzles, you're very in the moment, like of the game, and that was a good example of, relatively speaking, within the game, a puzzle with different pieces because you had to get the information, you had to look at the different clocks, and you had to put things together. And it's like that you were able to do that without, yeah, much of a a UI. Just again, another example, just Mm. well-designed game.
1: You mentioned um, obviously there's no maps. Did any of you use the signs?
0: Yes. Like, yeah there yeah. were uh, in particular in i think in the slums because you had to get the was it the, the transmitter but then you had to get different things mm. with different people mm. and i just had to like oh where's this person and you had to go to like the was it the oh grandma? my god yeah, uh, robot,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> like, where's she again Is like to, yeah so i did actually use the signs and you could use the signs you could literally look at the signs
1: they were like uh, purposeful and, which i loved yeah. i love that in a game so much like if it's a game that is this size where it's like, oh, I need to go and look at the sign, especially because I think in this you're like, you're up on like so many different levels and you're like, you're here and then you're there and then you jumped up over there and you and then I'd get back on the ground and I'd be like, oh wait, yeah, where am I again? Am I? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the signs were really cool.
1: Yeah. There was also another thought that I had that I just remembered was that I kept having throughout this. I'm like, what if the cats killed off the humans?
0: <laughs> oh, like what? Cats, just <laughs> the
1: overlords of this world. That's the oh reason why they're they're still about. And uh, actually, cats cats fit. rule the world. Like if you go to the outside, <laughs> it's just cats. Yeah, they're like, We didn't need opposable thumbs, <laughs> humans. <laughs> we were planning this all along. You stopped worshiping us, so
0: <laughs> yeah those those four cats were on their way to like a human sacrifice or something. <laughs> that's how Amazing. the game started, so. but yeah, so I think oh you know, that's a, a really good discussion about uh the game and uh the idea of uh cat overlords is maybe a terrifying place to end, but and it we have to so that's our discussion on stray uh, i just know we've got a lot of like people commenting on the game the uh, great game design uh like you <laughs> mentioned they believe in the heart of the cat i think by the end we definitely believe in the heart uh, of that cat but yeah let us know what you think in the chat if you're listening to this later you can always send us a message as well <laughs>
1: while we're live might as well make the most of it Uh, if you have any questions about uh how we felt about the game or anything you'd like us to sort of
2: any last meows
1: (laughs) i love that any last meows but if not we uh we would love to hear more from you billy uh so if you could let us know uh where online can we find you and if you've got any special projects you'd like to talk about
2: i would love to thank you very much um firstly <laughs> again just thank you for having me on um you can find me everywhere at billy tricks literally everywhere so i do tiktoks and obviously twitch um youtube instagram all of them basically yeah really really exciting i had an announcement drop today actually i was like super excited about i know i messaged you earlier tazzy like Oh, I've got this really cool thing coming out today. I'm so excited for it. So, if you want to see what that is, um you should definitely go and have a look on my Twitter cuz I got to I got to do something very cool which comes out next week and I, I can't I can't say anything more about it really, which is annoying. Um but I'm really excited for it. If you're into PC building at all, then um it might interest you. But uh yeah, we've uh, also recently uh, been doing more with my uh, D&D group Uh, we just moved to our own uh, Twitch channel um, which is really cool so I'm excited for more D&D stuff and I actually am thinking of cats uh, just to loop this into that I once turned one of my party members into a giant cat to help us win the game which it (laughs) succeeded so um, yeah if you play D&D maybe think about turning your party into a a cat this week in honor of Stray (laughs) (laughs)
1: love that yeah I literally because you messaged me about about that you've got an announcement you're going to be really excited for I was at work and as soon as I finished work I was like "What is Billy's announcement (laughs) I literally like (laughs) jumped on Instagram went straight to your Instagram account oh thank you I appreciate you (laughs) and I was like I was not disappointed I was very very excited (laughs) but yeah thank you so much for joining us um, it was great to have you again and have you part of one of our discussions. Um, we'll definitely
2: be dragging you back. <laughs> Thanks, I like it here.
0: <laughs> That's pretty much our business model here: get you once and then just keep dragging you back. <laughs> yeah. All right, should we wrap up? And I'm gonna magically. Do you want to give like a a transition, Tazzy? Come on.
1: Yeah. Um, so we're, we'll, we'll wrap up, but we're we're gonna let you know about. So a few last things that we've got coming up over the next time period.
0: <laughs> yes, over the next unit of time. Um, <laughs> uh, what do we have coming up? It's like two months left of the Less than two months left of the year. Oh, wow. Oh, oh wow. Honestly, I know, did you, right? Did you, did
1: you have to put it like that in Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where has the year gone? I do not know um so we uh if you're fo- if you follow us here on twitch or you can go and follow us on any podcasting platform we are into the second half of season four and we've got an episode coming out i was saying thursday but today's thursday okay, so, today's thursday. This, so this is out. my
0: no i'm gonna do it after the stream so I'm okay gonna, it's ready it's- Really
1: going up. to be out later today <laughs> um, and it's an interview with simran whitman founder of format gaming events uh, so check that out and then we have some gamepad plans uh coming up so we've got our knockout city games night um so that is likely to be on tuesday the 29th it is to be confirmed with our studio 77 members uh, and that will be from 7 p.m and very excitingly, we have our Gamepad Live from the Samson KX building. So that is our Gamepad Online event. If you've seen our previous event, it's going to be much like that. But we're going to be like in a studio with an audience, which you can be a part of. Uh, cause the proper tickets, camera equipment. Proper camera. I'm so excited for this. <laughs> I'm so incredibly excited for this because I had a big vision for it. And I was like... Maybe we won't actually be able to do that. And then I was like, no, actually, we can. <laughs> I cannot wait. Um, so we're going to be playing, uh, well, we're not.
0: No. but We'll be playing running running around. and <laughs> Running around, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: but in our gamepad esports league, our teams will be playing across Overcooked, Mario Strikers and Knockout City. And there will be an opportunity for you to put questions forward to our industry professionals that will have live as guests and yeah, you can get tickets to come in person at Gamepad.events. Be part of that audience. Be part of the first one. It's going to be a momentous moment. So definitely come along. And be part of that. The seats will be limited though. So grab these tickets while you can.
0: Yeah, be quick. I'll put the link in the chat as well.
1: You can join our Studio 77 Discord and become a member for exclusive access to Gamepad events and content from the My Matter universe. Members will have access to the recording of this story club stream past way past the 14 days that the twitch VOD is up but yeah nigel that's not the only thing
0: that we've got is it yeah because we're just packing so much into this year well actually next year uh as well so uh this year we started our do i look like a gamer campaign which is something uh we did for the first time earlier this year in february and have continued throughout the year with different events and activities, both online and in person. So the vision for the campaign is to create a nationwide effort for the games industry to really look at the question like, do I look like a gamer? So challenging the stereotype of the word gamer and letting future generations of diverse talent know that there is a place for them in the games industry and culture at large. So. We've been doing a bunch of panels, most recently at the London Comic-Con, which uh, I was not there for, but Tazzy, you were there for, right? I think I saw I saw. I was. (laughs) I I would
1: hope so, since I was (laughs) moderating the panel. (laughs) Um, So last I checked, it was me there. I'm pretty sure it wasn't a
0: clone. (laughs) Yes. It looked like you. Yeah. So um, (laughs) it looked like a really well-attended event. I'll check the video later, uh, but I'm sure there was a good discussion and one that We're going to be having many times into next year because we're now at the stage of planning the 2023 campaign. We'll kick off with another photo campaign of gamers, uh, players, and makers. So stay tuned to find out how you can get involved. And also, you can go to Look Like a Gamer uh, to see the photo campaign from this year uh, and some of the uh, events and information that we put out on social media as well. For those that don't already know, uh, MyMada make manga, so we are also a manga brand. We have our own universe of characters and stories. So I write manga, uh, and we have a fantastic artist making them uh, look uh, great, bringing the stories to life. So I'm going to be at the Thought Bubble Convention in Harrogate uh, next week. <laughs> just just did that calculation, and it said one week. So I'm going to be making that journey and then selling our manga there, uh, as well as just talking with people, with other creators as well. It's always a fun time when I go to Thought Bubble, but you can also get our manga um, on our online store. So myamada.com forward slash manga. And then you can stick around on or follow us on Twitch uh, because we're not doing this right now. This is next week, but every month I'm going to be talking with a different comic creator uh, in our series, Casual Conversations with Comic Creators, as we look to uncover the human behind the art form. So you can find out um, about the next discussion I'll be having on Tuesday, the 8th of November from 7, yeah, 7.30 uh, GMT. And yeah, just generally stay tuned because we have podcast episodes uh, every week on Thursdays, including this Thursday, which I'm going to sort out in a moment, where we do creator interviews, video game discussions, and generally deep dives into stories across pop culture. So you can always give us a shout directly. Our email address is feedback at mymanet.com and you can check out the website uh, and the Twitch livestream chat for links to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes well. So that is our live stream. Thank you for everyone uh, who was watching live. Uh, thank you to Billy. Thank you to people listening to this later on. Stay tuned, stay safe uh, and remember to never doubt the heart of a cat. Take care everyone. Thank mm-hmm. you.